Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Spot Monkey Wrestling Podcast. We have been gone a while, but we are back now. I'm your host, Ezra James. With me tonight, I've got one of my co-hosts, Joey SR, in the building. How's it going? How you doing, brother? I'm good. Yes, we we are going to start start up a segment tonight that I talked about in our first our uh, very first episode called Sabu Stories. Now, if you remember, Joey here I mentioned is the nephew of ECW legend Sabu, none other. And uh, so, through my time knowing Joe, I have heard a lot of stories about Sabu, and it was one of the first things that I think we talked about in doing the podcast was when I get you on here, we got to right. tell some Sabu stories. Definitely, yeah. No way we can't do that one. So, we're going to jump right into it. Sabu stories this is the first <laughs> the first segment that we're doing here. So, okay. I guess the best place to start would be at the beginning. So, sure. you're born in 1980. Yep. Sabu debuts in 84, 85? Yeah, that's a pretty good timeline i'd say yeah 84 85 so about 19 years old turned pro so sabu is your uncle which means the sheik is your great uncle yep great uncle sheik the original the original sheik not a lot of people not the iron sheik oh man i heard your your uncle's the iron sheik i'm like no not not (laughs) not the dude from iran we're we're lebanese brother not uh (laughs) not the guy who wants to fuck be brian blair in the ass and make him humble not not that guy. No bloodline. <laughs> no, no. no bloodline whatsoever. <laughs> the one of the original uh madman from the Middle East types, the Sheik. Um yep, Yeah, Sheik. so and at that point he's already well established. He's oh, he's won right. titles all over the world. At at what age do you think he really started realizing like this is my family? Oh man, it was you know, my great uncle Sheik, he was uh, like a walking god to me. I mean, the guy blew fireballs out of his hands, and <laughs> you know, for many, many years, I believed that. You know, so it was. Uh, it took a while before it really hit me that uh, everybody else was uh, just as geeked about seeing him as I was. You know. Right. So. And he. Um, he used to drive that big. Yeah, I mean the man drove his own stretch limousine, limousine right? right? Yeah. So you know, the Cadillac you'd, limo. You'd see that come rolling down the block. I'd be outside waiting if I heard he was on his <laughs> way over, just you know, looking up and down the street for it. And he knew when he was coming because there'd be a tail of kids chasing his limo down the road and freaking out, screaming. And I'm just, you know, I didn't get it at that that point of why they're making such right. a big deal out of him. But I was like, man, they know what I know. Blows fireballs out of his damn <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's when it hit me. It was like, man, it's pr- pretty special. You know, it's a pretty special guy here. Well known in the area, that was for sure. Well, well before my time. <laughs> and now, you know, it, with the group of, <clears throat> excuse me, with the, like, current group of wrestling fans, he's not as familiar. But for those sure. who... Yeah, definitely. For those who know him around the area, people will still talk about, first of all, that, that car... And his house. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The house Which was is now a bed and breakfast. Now you can rent a room. Is out. it now? 
Yep. Yeah, it was pretty pretty immaculate. I remember have some. They go some uh, memories that go way back. You know, me being pretty young, uh, running around that place, barbecues, stuff like that. Yeah. So. All right, let's get back to Sabu now. Um, <clears throat> so, okay, he starts he starts wrestling professionally at 19. So, yep, you're again roughly five years old. Right. Yep. About that. I'm sure he was always crazy. Oh man! But <laughs> when? <laughs> I guess when did you know like the rest? When did the wrestling thing become completely apparent to you? Probably when I seen himself throwing himself down a couple of flights of stairs. And I asked him <laughs> what the hell he was doing. You know, he's, he's getting ready for his matches. You know, he's got to build up his tolerance. Yeah, and, that's. Uh, I think other than just the stunts, <laughs> is just he's probably most well known for that insane pain tolerance. Definitely. I mean the barbed wire matches, the death matches in Japan. Yeah, I mean, even a fire match. Fight, with yep. the whole damn ring on fire. I think it lasted a couple minutes before it <laughs> before burned the, to the ground. Right. <laughs> yeah, guys. I mean, there's a guy who's, you know, sliced his arm completely open to the point where he had to tape it shut so his bicep didn't fall out of his arm. But yeah, most like, guys would have, you know. Definitely been done. Been, yeah, they would have been in the back seeing a doctor. No, not this guy. <laughs> so you said he, he would throw himself down the stairs. Yeah, I, I remember, was, you know, catching him doing it. Matter of fact, I heard a lot of banging coming from the basement where he had, you know, his little his workout area and all that set up slash bedroom. And I was like, oh, what the hell's going on down there? So I opened the basement door. He's on the landing. He tells me to stay where I'm at. You know, I kind of freeze. Oh, shit, what's going on, you know? And then he just disappears. So I'm like, what the hell? I run down the little flight stairs, get on the landing. He's, he's on the cement floor, you know, <laughs> ah, rolling around, grabbing his ribs, whatever it was pissed and I'm like oh, why is this guy mad you know he's you threw yourself down the stairs <laughs> right. here, man. <laughs> and that's when he told me you know he's like, I gotta get ready I gotta get ready to be able to take it take the bumps as he would say I don't know what the hell he's talking about but, so uh, so I don't you know I don't actually know if it's like this around the US but here in Michigan basements in Michigan are like completely concrete and a lot of times right. not carpeted yeah, this definitely was no carpet. This is straight so, cement floor. So he's jumping steps. down the steps just straight onto a cement floor. Yep. And straight Superman's off the... Shirtless, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> just um, Superman and down steps and Dory go legs first. You know, he's doing a drop kick and drop kick. <laughs> just throw, <laughs> throw himself mean, yeah. down the steps. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to build up your pain tolerance, I suppose. That's it. Great, smack the cement and see what happens. <laughs> Walk it off, man. Walk it off. So, when did he graduate to the ring? Because the the right. ring was in the backyard there, right? Yeah, a few years uh, down the road from where we're talking from the throwing himself down the basement steps. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely you know was getting out there, had some matches, and uh, Uncle Sheik gave him uh, one of his professional wrestling rings. And he, uh, of course, you know, living in the house that he was in, there was, can't fit a full-size professional wrestling ring in there. Uh, so he put it straight in the backyard, and that's where he did a lot of his training. And I think even at first, 
It didn't even, he didn't have the ropes for it yet, I remember. I remember him making makeshift ropes out of a uh, garden hose for this wow. thing. And at first, it, you know, it was too loose for him. Right. So he, he, uh, he did doctor up a way to where, I don't remember if he'd end up putting chain through these uh, garden hose, I want to say, to kind of tighten up right. in certain areas for him. But uh, that's how he ran it for quite quite a while before he eventually did have chain and garden ropes. hose ropes. That's right, chain and garden hose ropes. <laughs> <laughs> as if, as if ECW was just that was foreshadowing there, right? So, and a, a lot of people don't realize also, you know, not only was he training and so on and so forth, but he had a, a lot to do with training a lot of other guys. Oh, yeah, um, I, th- I think everybody pretty much knows about RVD, but yeah, it's a given for sure. And then RVD. you know some other ECW guys like the Michigan Rhino, you Rhino, know, yeah, a lot, a lot of guys. If, if they came through, if you came out of Michigan and you're a wrestler, there's no way you did not cross paths with my family. Yeah, as into getting tips, or as far as getting tips or even being trained or, you know, you if you're you came up in Michigan, you definitely had cross paths with them right into getting into the business so i mean i even heard i mean i wouldn't mark my words on this but i'm almost pretty certain i've heard family stories of even macho man back in the day getting with the sheik because the sheik also had like a wrestling type college back in the day right and uh he's even uh studied up with my great uncle that's many awesome years ago yeah so one story that you had told me was okay so at the time Sabu is living with your grandma yep he's got and to so take this care is, of her she's you know getting older at right. this point and, and this is know. where this is where the ring is set up in the backyard yep correct now, on a pretty busy road too I mean they had a big lot so the ring set back a little ways from the busy road but yeah there was a whole wrestling ring that was in view if you were driving by which did cause a lot of problems, uh, right. believe me, because people would just pile up in that road or try to pull over on this busy street to sit and watch what was right. going on. You know, it was pretty, not something you see every day, you right. know what I mean, driving yeah. down the road. Especially back then. Right. So, the one name that a lot of people won't um, necessarily think of when they think of people that Sabu is trained especially is yep. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio definitely. So yep. so this is this is the story that I'm getting to is the first time you saw Rey Mysterio in the backyard there. Oh yeah, it pissed me off. <laughs> believe it or not. But the reason why is because you know, I'd get over there, I'd go in, run see my grandma like always. Next thing I want to do, I'm going to find my uncle, you know, just like yep. fucking walking god me at this point so she's like hey you know he's out back and he's he's got his buddies over and he's training don't go bug him Mm -hmm. i'm like well what the hell and uh, so i go look out the back window i see the ring and there's a few guys out there i'm like well wait a minute grandma there's there's a kid out there what's the big (laughs) deal if i go out there he's in the ring you know and i you know i'm jealous at this point thinking this guy this kid is taking my spot how old are you at this time oh this is probably maybe 10 somewhere around there maybe 11 early 
probably early 90s, 90, 91, somewhere around there. So Ray probably would have been in between 16, 18 years old. Yeah, somewhere around and, that timeline. And when you said take my spot, it's a, you used to lay, well, yeah, lay down when, for When the guys that. would come over to train, a lot of times I'd get called out there to, you know, just kind of be the uh, the dummy, so to speak. Right. You know, hey, lay here while this guy does a backflip off the top rope and, you know, make sure you don't put your knees up for impact <laughs> type stuff. So, you know, that's the type of stuff I did. And uh, so, yeah, I see this kid out a, there. A different kid t- blowing up your yeah, spot. Yeah, taking my spot, man. You know, I'm like, hey, there's no way. I was like, I was like, Grandma, there's a kid out there. <laughs> no, there's no kid. She's laughing. I said, I swear to you, there's a kid out there. I'm going out there. I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> She's laughing again. She's like, Joseph, there's no kid out there. She looks, you know, mind you, she can't really see all that great at this point. And then it dawns on her. She's like, oh, no, you must be talking about Ray. I was like, well, I don't know who it is, but <laughs> I'm going to go out there and kick his ass. So, uh, long story short, I uh, eventually get the okay to go ahead and go outside. So I'm watching the guys go. This guy, this guy's back's to me. And still at this time, I'm like, this, this kid, you know, is pissing me off even more <laughs> he's pretty good come to come to find out when he turns around that's when i noticed hey this guy is definitely not my age he's <laughs> definitely got a few years on me and he definitely knows what the fuck he's doing because he's out there wrestling with the big boys you know and uh years later even at that time <laughs> years later after you know he started making a name for himself that's when i put two and two together i was like hey that was, that was fucking ray mysterio oh, that right. i thought i was gonna put in a fucking <laughs> and, and now camel clutch but yeah and now <laughs> you look at that when he's yeah I mean, you know full-blown greatest luchadors know. ever exactly um it was, it was a pretty uh pretty awesome moment as a kid i'll tell you that yeah. so okay moving forward when was the first time that you got to see sabu in a ring like an actual match type deal, not you know practicing. Yeah, in the not in the backyard. Oh man, that's that's a good one too, because uh, turns out to be a, a boxing match that he gets set up in. This is the first time I've ever you know went to like a venue type deal. Is this right. a, a a ring and a park? You know, there's mm-hmm. people that came to watch it. It was free. You know. Yep. Uh, so uh, we get there. You know, I had no idea it was going to be a boxing match at first. You know, I see the ring. We get up to it. We get in the corner. You know, I'm with my Uncle Sheik. And a guy gets up, gets in the ring. There's a black gentleman. Boxing gloves on. So I'm like, oh, sweet. About to see a boxing match, you know. You just thought it was going to be a boxing match before the the wrestling match. I was like, okay, they got more stuff going on. And then, you know, come flying out of nowhere 100 miles an hour sliding into the ring comes uh sabu and at the time i believe his name was uh sabu the elephant boy is what she the original she gave him that gave name, him right? that name correct yeah. and uh he's got fucking boxing gloves on i don't know what the hell is going on first time i ever seen the man in boxing gloves you know shoes oh yeah he had his boots and i believe on maybe he might have been, no, might you know what, he, I believe he was probably barefoot. <laughs> yeah, I got to remember, it, it took many years before he started wearing boots. So yeah, that early on, he's barefoot. 
<laughs> Superfly snuck a style. Right. <laughs> but, uh, see, these guys are throwing blows, man. You know, it turns out that this is a... a full-on boxing match. Full-on boxing match, and turns out that uh, Tommy Hearns... Right. ...is, uh, is his opponent. So for those for those of you guys that aren't familiar there with boxing or Tommy Hearns is a professional boxer from he's from Michigan. He did quite a bit. He I oh, mean he, he fought some big name. names yeah, and he, he made was a serious uh, name for himself. He's a big big deal, but this is back in eighty five. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, good eighty five I'd put that at eighty five. So he was probably he, I think he was just kinda of starting to come up at that point. Right, yeah, he was uh probably just debuting himself, you know, kind of getting a little, getting his name out there with doing right. this match with also another <laughs> up-and-comer. and the Who happens to actually be a wrestler. Right. Yeah, it was, a, it was a funny matchup, man. So these guys throwing blows back and forth. Just looked like good. I was I was pretty impressed. My uncle, you know, kind of held his just end up there. it down. And uh, I do think he was starting to get his ass beat just a little bit there, and it pissed him off. As he started gnawing at the tape on his left wrist. What the hell's going on? You know, he's, he gets he breaks the tape loose and off comes that glove. I'm like, oh shit! And he gets gets the other glove off, and that's when it just went. He went total Sabu elephant boy <laughs> on his ass. You know, jumping off ropes, drop kicking. Guy still got his boxing gloves on. It's just no match. You know. So Tommy has no idea what's going on. No, he's just bombarded by fucking <laughs> kick flips and you know whatever and uh guys uh in in our corner where me and my uncle sheik are in the corner there yep uh guys down on his hands and knees uh, sabu gets him down on his hands and knees and that this is the they're pretty wore out at this point right and the sheik steps back famous fireball comes out and it's like it was in slow motion when i watched this Guy's on his hands and knees. Fireball hits his head, and it like almost like uh, ignited even more, and it turned blue. This fireball and it wrapped around the guy's head hair super product. fast. His hair right. product, right? Yeah. You know, so he obviously had something in there, and it they're sitting there trying to put him out and <laughs> yeah, match over at this point. So Tommy Hearns, <laughs> an up and coming boxer, gets in, thinks he's going to have a boxing match, ends up fighting against. This insane dude doing springboard drop kicks, oh yeah, and all that, and not just that, but then his corner man right. blows a fireball at his head, lights him up like Michael Jackson in the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Great debut, if that really was his debut. I, I could never way. forget that. I, that's <laughs> I, that match was like it was yesterday to me, even though I was so young. That's how like intense it was, you know. Yeah. So he... <laughs> so that was a pretty good debut for them, too, there. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, going back a bit to, <coughs> excuse me, the training in the ring. So you've, in the in the backyard there, you've seen all these guys come through. Oh, yeah. So RVD, Rhino... Oh, Mysterio. Yep. Is there anybody else you could think Damn, of just off the top of your head? Uh, those are probably the main ones that really stuck with me. I'm sure there was quite a few other guys, but 
those are the ones that uh in terms of big names yeah too. big names yeah. that i can remember that far back on for sure and now this um a lot of people probably aren't aware of this unless they're local to mid-michigan there was a local promotion called AWWL, the All World Wrestling League. Oh, definitely. Now, yep. the ring from the backyard was the ring that they used for that, correct? Yep, yep, sure is. And was that another family member's promotion? Yep, that would be my cousin, uh, Eddie. That's uh, my uncle Sheik's son, his oldest son. Okay. Uh, started up that that. Uh, federation or whatever you right. want to call it and uh but he kind of you know took the idea from back in the 50s and 60s that his dad did which was called big time wrestling so the sheik had it his own tv show back then where he played all the wrestling matches uh, it was big time wrestling a lot of the older folks in the area know it because there was yep. a tv station you could get on watch the sheik watch a bunch abdul the butcher all these old school guys and it was free, you know. I remember, I've heard people So that was about kind it. of a spinoff years later that his son, who also uh, did a little professional wrestling, believe it or not. So he uh, made a, he wasn't that great. We'll just put it like that. Yeah. We all know that. But he did, he did go professional. Uh, didn't last long, but he's, you know, it runs through his blood like a lot of us. Right, yeah. It. And he put on that, the AWWL. It was the All World Wrestling League. Yep. And it was another one of those things that it came on a local channel. Yep. It was free to watch. It was on it was on the weekends, late at night. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like one in the morning or something like that. That you know, I mean, you take what time slot you can get. Yeah, exactly. But, yep. but if you watched it, there were a lot of guys on there that were um, pretty decent local talent. Um, oh, yeah. I remember seeing Sabu on there. A yep. couple times, obviously. Um, kind of headline, you know. Yep. Most of um, I believe he had Sandman come through yeah. one time. Yeah, Sandman's been on there. There's the, uh, RVD. Yep, RVD um, did a spot on there. But there, there were a lot of guys who... See, back in the day, my mom actually worked with a guy who also ran his own promotion. And she took pictures with him in exchange for me and my friends getting into the shows for free oh yeah so the thing with him is he would have he would invite like an old wwf legend to come on so i've you know i've met uh the honky tonk man through oh, that yeah, um, like he was hammered the entire time <laughs> um, <laughs> i got a piece of the guitar he broke over the guy's head though um oh, sweet but uh, it's signed by the guy who got hit, I, I couldn't. Oh, I, I couldn't get a honky tonk to do it. Well, I yeah, they they let me into the over the barricades, and so I got a piece of it. And by that time, honky yeah, tonk was gone. Um, Marty Janetti, I met him through there, and That's a good one. he's been in the news for some weird shit lately. But back then, I'm 15, 16, and he's the nicest guy in the world. And uh, talked with him for like an hour, it just because he wanted to like he we were talking right. about wrestling and the cool thing I'm, I'm getting way off track with this but cool thing with this was I was telling him how all of our friends would wrestle in the backyard and stuff like that right and right. and I told him what my finisher was at the time what my finishing move was and he's like okay how, how do you do this and he's you know really interested in learning it right so after I, I explained it to him he says 
All right, well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. We keep it a secret, okay? I've been talking to Sean about doing a Rockers reunion, coming coming back for a little bit, a short little run, and uh, you know, getting involved to kind of help him out. He goes, "I'm gonna, I'll do your move on TV. Can no I way. can I can I take your move?" And I was like, You're "Yeah, like, I was like, I mean, yeah, do so it, do it, like do it." Sixteen years old, fifteen, sixteen, right? So, yeah, that's, that's so I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching an episode of SmackDown, and he's. Uh, Marty's going against Kurt Angle. Okay. And he sets up for my move. And then Kurt reverses it. But oh, me and but me and my friend are sitting there going, that was it though. You that was it. the setup. You yep. knew what was coming next. It's your move. You know right. it's coming, you right? Know. So and my friend was like, Yeah, that's it. We know it's it, you know. And Man, that's awesome, right? There. I mean it's a it was like a it's like a double underhook, double arm DDT, but you uh kind of lift and spin so there's extra you know momentum right so i mean i don't really think you can do that's yeah but that that looks like a legit finisher on tv i i can see why kurt would have reversed it because he knew what was coming but it might have it might have been a like you know well we can't have him do that and like (laughs) it looks like a legit finisher i've done it to enough people i've spiked enough people on the on the trampoline doing that (laughs) but uh but yeah. Anyway, my point was through through that federation, I've seen I've seen a lot of these local guys who some of them then went on to have uh, minor appearances in like TNA. Oh yeah, um, definitely. We had um, Monty Brown come Monty through. Monty Brown, yeah. Was... Who a lot of people don't. Well, a lot of people might know if they know about him, but he's you know he's popular enough to know, but not popular enough to be super familiar with. Yep. He's from Saginaw, I believe. Yep, my uncle. Uh pretty fond of that guy too believe it or not i'm not but that's that a different story yeah <laughs> i think he was i think he was a little upset about um something with his getting paid that night and so he kind of snubbed me and my friends for some autographs but oh, but regardless um this was right around the time that he was feuding with jeff hardy in tna so it was a big deal to have him there oh, and yeah. and i think though that might have been the connection to get a couple of those guys up in there was yeah, was through Monty because he was a he was a pretty big player at that time with them. Yep. Yeah, he took off there. And there were a lot of those guys that I would then see on AWWL that I had been like, oh hey, I've talked with those dudes, <laughs> you know, yep. just just hung out and then moved on up. Well, there was a guy Eddie Venom that was on um, on both, and then I saw him on TNA. He's a big big guy. I think he's like right. six. Somewhere six eight six ten. Balls somewhere. Mahoney. That's another one Balls that Mahoney. would uh, put on a few spots with AWWL. That oh, also, really? Yep. Balls Mahoney has another pretty close friend of the family there too. Awesome I've heard you guy. talk. Yeah, I say I've heard you talk pretty fondly about him. Yeah, that was that definitely made a connection with him after the first time of hanging out with him or when I met him, and from then on out we were pretty. You know, I always uh, went and found him if I knew he was in the building and. He'd take me right in. He'd open his dressing room door in a heartbeat when he'd see me. Cool guy, man. Such a good guy. Because this is the thing, and this is jumping forward quite a bit, but you eventually became Sabu's assistant. For the most part, yeah. I mean, if there was something he needed, uh, I'd be there for him in a heartbeat. If he needed me to... A lot of it would be chauffeuring around, especially, you know, locally. I did a lot of local runs for him. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. He'll tell you that. 
<laughs> this is a guy that'll buy a new car, have it two weeks, and buy the exact same new car again, and then maybe have it for a month. But uh, just keep crashing him. Yeah, he's pretty. <laughs> he's a wild driver, man. But uh, yeah, so I, you know, it came point to where he's just like, the hell with it. I'll you know pay pay my nephew to tote my bags around right. or, you know bitch out the people at the hotel because <laughs> the room's not sweet enough or you know it's better to have family do it or even shave his fucking back you know whatever whatever yeah. I had to do for us to get the show on the road and get him there and get him ready that's you know it's kind of you know where the assistant came in that did that for quite a quite a while for him to be honest with you I loved doing that you know it was just it was just <coughs> natural I guess for got me. to meet a lot of people travel around Oh yeah, yeah, man! The amount of people I've met—it's crazy. Uh, not just wrestlers. Either. No, not That's, just wrestlers. Yeah. Just yeah, from entertainers to comedians to shit, even porn star. I've, <laughs> I mean, even Butterbean. I met Butterbean. Sat <laughs> talking to him. Met his whole family. That's awesome. Wife and kids. You know. Sabu didn't try to box him and then switch to a wrestling right. match in no, the middle of it. No, thank God, because that, that dude is a monster. He's a monster in real life. That's a big dude there. Well, I think the next time we'll we'll get into some of these these guys that you've met, you know, moving some on. with stories there, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of stories, and I think there is. You, we're, we're going to have to kind of pick through to pick the ones that are a little more PG. There's yeah, some, there's some, some that, that we can't share for different yeah. reasons but um but man the the great thing about about this stuff is you know if if you're like me growing up and you watched ECW as a kid and you see these guys I I remember my main my main people I felt this way were Sabu and Rhino because they were you know they just went through whatever was in their way Oh, in in completely different ways, you know, Rhino would literally run through it, definitely, and Sabu would dude, jump through it. Um, and uh, but neither one of them spoke, and they were just like these, just crazy death machines. Intense. Yeah, they're just intense. And then and then you hear these stories, and it totally humanizes him, and it, it's really funny. And a lot of these, and um, I'm looking forward to doing more of these, getting more in depth. And just to let some of the, you know, listeners know that these are exclusive, like, stories. Like, these are, some of them may have been told amongst the family, but uh, I'd have to say that you... Nothing's heard, ever been public. No, this, you've heard these stories, and I don't normally <clears throat> open up about stuff like that to anybody. So the stuff that you've heard is pretty fucking exclusive when it comes to these stories, so... In, and, and they get good. And when we met, we got to talking about wrestling, and it was like kind of a thing where, oh, hey, well, Sabu's my uncle. And then I think we spent three weeks or so just talking just about talking different about wrestling. And what, as soon as you were like, Sabu, no way. Cause some, you know, a lot of people maybe, you know, I'm a little older than you. A little bit, know, yeah. Not, not by much, but, you know, for you to be like, holy shit, you know, I, I know Sabu. You know, we yeah, just yeah. made that connection. I was like, well. You know? And that's the thing too, being from around here. If you, if you know the people from around here, you know, I mean, you know them. You know right, what I mean? Definitely. And uh, and yeah, RVD was my favorite out of those guys growing up. And so, you know, but that was my, I think my top four there from ECW were 
Sabu, RVD, and Rhino were were three of those four. So definitely, yeah, being Michigan boys, it's yep, kind of hard not to go with guys that come from the same same grounds as and, yourself. And know? that's the great part about it too, though. I was a kid; I didn't even know they were from Michigan. Oh right. And so it, it you know, years you later, just have it just that kind of yeah. made it even better. Like wow, you know, it's yep. pretty cool to see somebody come from here and, and make it big. Yeah, especially, yeah, I mean, RVD, world champion in, in WWE. Sabu had big matches in WWE as well, even definitely. though we know how he feels about some of some of the people some, there yeah, and definitely. some of the situations there. Yeah. Um, and Rhino's still going. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's still, still in the company. Strong, yeah. So. It's amazing. Yeah, been around been around a long time and it's cool to see you know these guys still kicking i know rvd still wrestles occasionally but right yeah um the sabu as well yeah he's doing pretty good right now he's staying busy man seeing that he's uh well after been that back to japan been back to australia just he's, after he's, that hip surgery he's right yeah been he's going bounced right back and he's covering the globe again i mean i can't even i haven't even seen the guy and Man, it's been probably a couple years now. That's how much on the movie is, and he's just. Well, of course, he once he left Michigan, you know, it's been hard, right, to, yeah. yeah, to keep in contact with him. But you know, just kind of watching on social media or whatever, you know, where I have him, and he's he's doing the damn thing, and I'm I'm and he's proud pushing of it, fifty. Man. He's oh shit, he's a good fifty-five. I or fifty-five. Say. He's fifty-five well, years old. Yeah. My math was a little off, judging yeah. from the from what we were talking about earlier. But yeah, um, yeah, some of these guys that just keep going, like man, like Terry Funk, right. in his what late seventies, yeah, still doing these still brutal doing hardcore matches. Like still you're gonna it. die. In there. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but man, like well, yeah, this he's one of those guys that just you you can only match. bleed <laughs> out so much when you're in your seventies. Let alone just in general. Yeah, how much more scar tissue can you bust open before right. it just says to hell with it? <laughs> Terry Funk is, is a machine, man. Another Sabu's great. another one of those guys. Terry Funk, that's, the Funk family is just another one of those families that are of real close ties with mine and very respected. We both yep. have very much respect for each family, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome to have, you know, three and fourth generation families. I mean, you still have, you know, going from um, another one that, you know, you didn't really mention just now, but right. Snookas. Yeah, that's another um, one that uh, very you, close to the family that. Uh, and Jimmy's daughter is in WWE now. She actually just yep. returned on Monday. Oh, no kidding. Um, yep. She was injured, I believe. Uh, oh, Tamina. Awesome. Yeah, she's doing pretty good at, from what I've heard starting off there um i don't think she's i don't think she's had a title reign not yet huh? but uh but she's i mean she's a a big solid woman you know she's just she probably close to the same dad, huh? size as jimmy yeah <laughs> and uh I mean, even in his old age that old man still held still looked damn good you know he did, yeah he didn't look too bad i mean you see bad. the you know, the the, the throwback or... matches that they would have every so often, and it's like, you know, you got the guys in there, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, and those guys oh, are yeah. like, all right, you know, they can still 
throw punches, but that's about it. And <laughs> yeah, then, they weren't doing the whole. And then you got guys like that. Jimmy throwing drop kicks, and uh, God, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was another one that oh, just man. he never that aged. Was another one, yeah. But man, I think awesome he was almost sixty and was just looking like as good as he still ever was. Solid, yes. Yeah, going off the top rope guy. and just same speed, man, insane. But yeah, I've also heard he's a very, very nice guy. But yeah. So yeah, we're all over the place now, but you know we got a few of those Sabu stories out of the way. Yeah, that's just a taste. Uh, if you think those are getting good, you need to just wait and see what we got for you. Guys oh yeah, we we haven't even really <laughs> we haven't even touched the dug surface. in. This was just kind of the intro. So um, get you feed you just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, go with somebody like Sabu, it can only get crazy. Oh man, it does. It's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get <laughs> wild. It's gonna get homicidal suicidal we haven't touched the genocidal yet but there's probably a few times where he wanted to kill me so it got pretty close but. that yep that's 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 definitely a story we got to tell uh, oh, at a later yeah, date is a, the yeah we'll have to get into that one that's the touching. kicking off the shoes because that's oh, kind of a little gosh. inside joke between us now um, but all right well thank you for stopping through man thanks for a having bit. me brother thanks for having me definitely not the last time and definitely not just for Sabu stories sure we'll get you on for guess the list we'll do that a little bit yeah I saw, uh, I've seen that episode there and I, I, I was pretty interested in that it was pretty cool that could be fun so yeah that's a game we love playing Archer Ryan Archer and myself so we'll get you involved in that that'd be cool yeah um, and for those listening now who may have come across us on instagram we just put up an instagram page at spot monkey wrestling if you're not on it check that out follow us um you know tell your buddies because stuff's gonna get crazy on here (laughs) we're gonna start doing this more regularly jumping back into it um we were you know took a few months off had a lot going on between the three of us and uh most of that's died down now so ready to jump back into this get back to throwing things out there and um i guess just putting this out there so you can listen to our dumbass opinions on stuff and and these and these stories and these dumb games we play and hopefully that entertains you in some fashion gotta there's no way it can't so again thanks for stopping by Thanks for sharing a few stories. Definitely. We got plenty more. Oh, plenty more. Arsenals. And so um, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back in just a few seconds for those of you listening. This is the Spot Monkey Wrestling Podcast. All right, we are back here on the Spot Monkey Wrestling Podcast. The song you just heard, the intro song to SmackDown Live. SmackDown just celebrated its 1,000th episode this week. Admittedly, I have not watched it yet. My schedule goes as follows. I work all week, and then I catch up on my wrestling on the weekends. I will read about it, but I I wait to watch. Um, So I have a gist of what has happened, but I can't rate the quality of any of it as I haven't seen it. So, um, with that being said, it is good to see guys like Batista and Edge um, come back and be a part of the show. That's awesome. 
Also super happy that WWE's got Rey Mysterio for the next two years. That's awesome. Speaking of Rey Mysterio, he was in one of the qualifying matches for the WWE World Cup tournament that is to take place at Crown Jewel. Um, Another pay-per-view that WWE is doing from Saudi Arabia. And he faced Shinsuke Nakamura in the qualifying match. It was not for the United States title. In case you forgot, yes, Shinsuke Nakamura is still United States champion. I know they haven't done shit with that. And it probably bothers a lot more than just me. But, um, but yeah, we'll get to that at some other time. Hopefully they end up, since Rey Mysterio won that match, um, hopefully Shinsuke does something in in terms of defending the title either at Crown Jewel or before then because it's been a while it seems um, so yes Rey Mysterio wins over Shinsuke Nakamura to join that field of 8 and in the other qualifying match The Miz defeated Rusev to join the field so we have our 8 competitors again the WWE World Cup is a 8 man tournament that's going to take place I believe it's going to happen all on that show so they'll have they've got 4 guys from Raw 4 guys from Smackdown even though technically John Cena is a free agent they're they're dubbing him as one of the Raw guys Um, so you'll have your 4 opening matches and then to the next round and then your finals so that's seven matches right there just for the world cup tournament on top of the triple threat for the universal championship between roman reigns brock lesnar and braun Strowman. you've also got the wwe heavyweight championship match with aj styles defending against daniel bryan and then the nostalgia match with dx taking on the brothers of destruction that might be the entire card. So, I don't know. I It's Saudi Arabia, so again, there will likely not be any women on this card. Um, and I think it kind of coincides with uh, WWE Evolution coming up. So they'll have an entire night for the women, which is great. Um... But getting back to Crown Jewel and the World Cup specifically, as I mentioned before, we have our eight our eight people rounding out the field. We've got John Cena, Kurt Angle, um, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, and then Rey Mysterio and The Miz. So those are your eight that will be competing, and this is supposed to determine who is the best in the world today. Um, Interesting that that's how they're choosing to do it, despite their top champions not being in the tournament. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, a lot of people are... uh, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the lack of diversity on... Uh, within the competitors here, you know, you have 
all eight of these guys are Americans. And Rey Mysterio is the only one with some uh, heritage behind him, with the Mexican uh, Mexican heritage. The rest of these guys are European, white, <laughs> ancestry. So, but, but when you look at look at it from a company perspective and who are your top guys and really you know really think about it you've got John Cena Kurt Angle um, Seth Rollins right there are three of your guys who at one point or another have been your golden boy you've got Randy Orton who has been consistently regarded as one of the best most solid in ring workers um, Jeff Hardy, popularity off the charts. Um, you have The Miz, who is still, you know, in the midst of this just character. It's it's the best character work he's done his entire career. Um, you have Rey Mysterio, who, you know, one of the greatest luchadors of all time. Um, who am I missing? Dolph Ziggler consistent performer Uh, a lot of people I mean if if people are going to take somebody out of this I think Dolph might be the first one that they they shoot for to take out Um, unless you look at like Cena and Angle and think that you know they're past don't get me wrong there's definitely people who I believe should be in here instead of some of these other people you know, you got guys like Finn Balor. Um, I, you know, I really don't even want to get started on on the whole list. <laughs> if we're keeping out, you know, the champions for the sake of them defending their titles, I mean, you could put Daniel Bryan in there as well. Um, but like I said, I really don't want to get into all of that. Just looking at it from a company perspective, I can see why these are the A guys in there. And yes, there's a complete and total lack of diversity. And for, so for calling it the World Cup, that might not be, you know, the best uh, name to choose for this <laughs> for this tournament. But um, regardless, this is where we're at. And I think we're going to see some good matches. You know, you have you have the potential for for some really good matches. Um, I. You know, I can see Cena winning the whole thing, which I don't know why they would book it that way. I feel like they should use this as an opportunity to really um, have Cena's role to be to put that guy over. You know, and I can see it being Rollins. Um, we might get to see a Seth Rollins Jeff Hardy match. That would be great. Um, you just look at some of these possibilities in there. You know, or the would be fun. Um, Randy Orton and The Miz, I think, would be a good match. But regardless, we don't know how it's going to play out yet. And uh, I'm just kind of spitballing here on the whole situation. So, a um, couple other notes to point out on Raw this week we had the return of Tamina and I believe 
if I was reading correctly, the the other Singh brother, I forget which one was out. Samir? Sunil? I remember their names, I just don't remember which one is which. <laughs> but uh, I thought those guys were great as the Bollywood boys before they made them Jinder's lackeys. So regardless of their role now, it is good to, to see that they're back, which puts um, Renee Young's streak on commentary with returns to 9-0, and I believe. Just just incredible. And then, uh, and then you know, we saw Rey Mysterio come back on SmackDown. Aleister Black has returned to NXT, which is going to be great. We're going to find out, hopefully shortly, what Nikki Cross knows. Because she told Aleister. I knew this from reading the taping the spoilers from the the NXT tapings (laughs) a couple weeks ago, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with that angle and who exactly it was that attacked him. Um, It's it's something that they could do where they could make it somebody completely unexpected or somebody completely expected, and either way, I think it's going to turn out well. Um, and my hopes for this are that it will set up Alistair for what will end up being his final NXT run and get him up into the main roster and, um, and, and doing some good things up there. I I think he's one of the best talents they got down there and they're, they're starting to, you know, with, with, um, the War Raiders even are, you know, they seem fairly new. Uh, we got Matt Riddle now. We got uh, Keith Lee. Um, you know, they're they're bringing in a lot of guys, and and I think it's time to make a little bit of room for them. Alistair's definitely one of those guys that can move up, and in the meantime, that will allow for this Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano story to get back to you know, the two of them and Johnny eventually overcoming Tommaso to win the NXT championship. If from the very beginning of this, you didn't see it ending with Johnny beating Tommaso to win the NXT title, then I really don't know what to tell you that the great part about it though, is that they've made it last for over a year and it hasn't been boring at any single point. So, um, just phenomenal there. Phenomenal uh, heel work by Ciampa. Easily the best in the company right now, in my opinion, a lot of people's opinion. Um, I'm really excited for NXT to see where NXT goes from here. And it's just one of those shows where they make a quality product every week. And I've heard... Rumors, or at least they're discussing changing it from one hour to two hours. I think that would be great because they have so many guys, and you can only pack, you know, three, four matches into an hour with appropriate time to advance some storylines as well. It's kind of rough, and for the size of the roster that they have down there, it would give a lot more guys some opportunities, especially with 
you know, going back to the addition of the North American title, you can create a whole nother um, challenger series, I suppose, you know, for, for the North American title as well. So, and with NXT UK starting up, that's going to put Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, you know, those guys I think are going to, they're going to primarily be performing on NXT UK. I'm not sure. I'm I'm sure we'll still see, especially Pete Dunne, on on the American NXT. But um, yeah, I guess time will tell how how that goes. NXT UK, I believe, uh, debuted today as well with Pete Dunne defending the United Kingdom title on there. Longest reigning, uh, longest reigning current champion. He broke Brock Lesnar's record, uh, I believe, last week, two weeks ago. But um, I'm curious to see how long they're going to let him run with that. Pete Dunne is great, great talent. It's good to see him um, holding down this division. But I think now that they've really invested in an actual United Kingdom division, and it's it's got its own show now. You know we'll start seeing some title changes and some shakeups over there. So I think Pete Dunn's days are numbered, but I think he's still got he still definitely got some left in him. So, um, man, I've just kind of been rambling. I'm all over the place. Spoke on Raw, SmackDown, Crown Jewel, NXT, NXT UK. Touched on Evolution briefly. We got a lot going on, and I just wanted to kind of get on here and give an episode to mainly announce our return. You know, we were gone, like I mentioned before, excuse me, we were gone for a few months, but we we're looking to make this a regular thing again. So thank you all for listening. Please continue to check us out. We're going to be doing a lot more in the future, and I promise it'll be far more organized. It won't just be me rambling on about whatever the hell comes to my brain. So um, I am Ezra James. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Spot Monkey Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, Ezra James here with the Spot Monkey Wrestling Radio Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. In order for us to continue to get better, we want to continue to do new things, try different things, and part of that means your involvement. You can follow us on Instagram at Spot Monkey Wrestling or follow us along on the Anchor Podcast app. If you have either one of those apps and you're following us, You can feel free on Anchor to leave a voice comment or on Instagram to send us a direct message or just comment on one of our posts and we will be glad to react to any questions that you have or any suggestions that you have. We want to get you, the listeners, involved. So please help us out. Help us make this a better show for everybody. We appreciate your support and your involvement. Thank you. Thank you.